The Silly Goose Gang Podcast. And we're back in episode 44 of the Silly Goose Gang podcast. Um, we're delighted to be joined today by Mr. Jiu-Jitsu himself, Michael Miha. So, uh, Michael or Mr. Jiu-Jitsu, thank you very much for joining us today. Guys, I appreciate it for having me on. So, Michael, are you in are you Youngstown? Is that where you're based? Is that correct? Yeah, based out of Youngstown, Ohio, in the in the good old USA. We you're our second our second Youngstown guest. Um we had uh, Kelly Pavlik on a little while ago. Nice. Um, yeah, you had Kelly on. Um, super, super cool guy. So, um, yeah. Um, seems like a... Youngstown seems like a pretty cool place. Um, it's not. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. I would love to say it is, but it's it's not. It's not. There's way better places. You ever come to America, you might want to... Unless you want to come here and hang out with me for a little bit. But besides that, not the greatest place. And that seems like a great place to end it. So thanks for watching, everybody. And we're <laughs> um, yeah, it's uh, yeah. Well, that's that then. That's that's me putting my place. I suppose it's not a place. I don't. I don't want to say it's shit, but you've just said it is. So, uh, <laughs> so actually, um, actually, Kelly Pavlik's son. Uh, I don't know Kelly personally, but his son has done jujitsu with my son. Ah, uh, okay. At Next Level Martial Arts. I haven't seen him in a while, but he does come. Every once in a while, and his son does train with my son jujitsu. So I kind of seen Kelly there. I don't know in person, but I've seen him. I know his son does train jujitsu, which is pretty awesome. So. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure he said. Uh, I'm sure Kelly said he had an interest in, in MMA and, and and grappling and stuff. Um, yeah, he's a cool guy. You're really uh, you know down to earth guy. He was a nice yeah. nice guy. So, um, but yeah, so yeah, so you you have an academy over there, right? I, it's no, I don't have my own academy actually. It's it's oh, it's my, okay. my friend, it's my friend's gym, and I've been going there for uh, years. Uh, me and him started uh, jujitsu in the nineties, oh, and okay. I never, I've never really been interested in teaching jujitsu. I like, uh, I just like training and uh, running my mouth about it. an early an early adopter then, right? It's nineteen in the nineties. It's like, uh, were you? Like what, how early in the nineties are you pre UFC or after? I I'm, I'm a little I'm a I'm a couple years after the UFC started. Actually, uh, I saw UFC one. I rented it at a Blockbuster on a VHS, and after three weeks of watching it, I had my first ever cage fight in Iowa, and that was oh, in okay. 1996. So I started. Jesus. It's been a while since I've been doing this. Really, really early, right? Really. Um, that, that cage fight that you had, Michael, that was the first one sanctioned in Ohio, I believe, as well, wasn't it? Yes, it was the the no the first one I had in Ohio was in '97. I fought a year after that in Ohio. It was the first MMA fight, and uh, I wouldn't say it was sanctioned. <laughs> <laughs> well, but here, here's a, here's a true story. What happened after they told us before our fights? Uh, Monty Cox was the promoter. I don't know if you Monty Cox is. He was a Fedor's promoter. Couple. They told us that because it was considered. Uh, assault what we were doing even though it was a fight we had a we had a cage and everything that they told us they were going to arrest us after the fights and what the cleveland police did was they just issued us all citations and monty cox paid them all so uh, so not really sanctioned but the police were cool about it they told us that they were gonna actually i fought in 99 again in cleveland and i got interviewed by uh fox me and dan severin got interviewed by fox news and before the fight there were actually people protesting the fights, 
Uh, back then, people were still not into MMA. It was still mm. it was still banned off pay per view, mm. and there were a couple people. There were signs that said illegal cockfighting, human cockfighting, and it was mm. weird. And I got an interview, and I was young at the time. I was like twenty five, and they're like, "How do you feel? You know, you know, fighting. You know, people are watching you, and like they were made it look bad." And I was just like, I was a young guy at the time. I was like, I just came here to fight. I just I don't. I, I, <laughs> and I guess the interview I want to find. I guess I look really stupid because I'm just I'm mumbling. I'm like. I don't know. I'm just here to fight. I don't know why you guys are even talking to me. And it's a little yeah. weird, but it was back in those days. It was uh, people weren't in MMA. It was banned off pay per view. Uh, Senator McCain, um, who's passed away now, he uh, he it was a big influence on banning it from uh, pay per view. Word is he had a ban for financial reasons because he had boxing backing him up. So it was crazy in the '90s. So isn't it isn't it hilarious that um, this is all not that long ago? Do you know what I mean? It's only, you know, 20, 22, 24 years ago. Um, and, and MMA was, like, really frowned upon. Like, it's this terrible thing. Um, and now it's, uh, it's, so, it's so crazy when you, you know, in terms of, like, you know, people have been boxing or, or you know, wrestling for forever. And, you know, MMA was this kind of weird, uh, frowned upon thing that, you know, people went out of the way to, to protest. Like, it, like, that's crazy. Well, I think... Um, sport like the first time you see it now don't look at mma now where it's you got weight limits you got yeah, round back yeah. then it was barbaric i mean back then i had a few fights that were i don't even want my kids seeing they were of me getting beat up they were just very barbaric it was uh we didn't have gloves back then there was headbutting allowed it was uh i think so when people first saw it they were you know they're used to boxing they mm. were used to wrestling they were used to kickboxing karate and that rawness of seeing two people go at it till someone gives up I think it stuns people's uh, like it's like something cavemanish in some in some people. Yeah. It just I think it brings out the worst in some people mentally, and they don't really understand it. Yeah, so that's um, one of the things that's uh, really interesting to me. So you know, I, I came from a, a, a boxing background before jiu-jitsu, and you know, I've said this before, where you know, boxing, you know, it's changed a little bit, but boxing from let's see, you know, nineteen thirties. Uh, you know, they, they started to have like a, a more kind of modern style. It's really the same thing. Nothing's really changed. Whereas if you look at, you know, MMA from you know, 96, it is it's completely different. It's evolved so quickly. It's amazing. Um, so, yeah, I guess, you know, people have been watching boxing, you know, for 100 years. And then they watch this thing where some guy's getting his fucking teeth kicked out in UFC 1. <laughs> you know, what, what, what is this shit? What the fuck is going on? Why is this illegal? Why is this legal? Um, but yeah, so and it's also quite funny, you know, that you you, you rented it. You know, the the be people listening to this now or watching it, they go, "What the fuck was Blockbuster? What's yeah, a VHS? What was VHS? <laughs> <laughs> no, idea, no idea. What was it? What was it? Ali, you Ali told me something recently about one of your kids. And was it with a tape? Was yeah, it a tape? So- I've got, um, just to explain, Michael, I've got three kids. I've got two boys that are now teenagers. They're 16, 17. But about 10 years ago, um, my mother-in-law was getting a, a new TV, and she gave us her old TV, which is the old massive back cathode ray tube TVs, none of your flat screens that you get nowadays. And it was a TV VHS combi, so it had the VHS built into the front. And I set it up in the boys' room when they were like five and six, and they were like, what's the big hole for dad and i was like for videos and they were like what, what's a video and i was like shit you, you've never seen video so i went up into the attic dug out all some old vhs like star wars indiana jones all the great ones from the 80s 
and, and handed them to them and they were like, what are these relics of the past? Like, <laughs> watching it. And then the next morning, Logan, one of my, one of my kids was like, that, that video's not working, Dad. I was like, oh, maybe you need to adjust the tracking. Maybe there's some dust on the heads. Let's have a look. I put the video in it's not playing I was like have you rewound it and he was like what you've got no frame of reference the glory days huh? the glory days there's a video on Instagram where they give uh, these young kids a rotary phone have you seen that one yeah I'm sure I have they're all looking at it they're like it's it, it, they're, they're, it's 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 like they're just they're just confused. It's one that you got to look at the video. It's hilarious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure I've seen that. It's quite funny, you know how, how, how you know the world has moved so fast within our lifetime. Um, yeah, it's just when you I'm mentioned, still, I'm still a dinosaur with technology. Like even the Skype that I like, I like I, I've done a few podcasts and I'm screwing them up. I'm like I'm like I'm not sure what the press. They're like just because I post on Facebook and Instagram, I know just how to press send. I don't know how to do any of the. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. and all that stuff i'm just like i'm like I don't, yeah. I don't know. yeah i'm not good I, you know ali, ali does all the editing and stuff like that. i'm i'm just a fucking idiot who talks to people yeah. but ali does all the ali does all the important stuff he's a smart guy all right ali's yeah, a smart yeah, yeah. he's a smart one if you, you want one. if you want intelligence ali's a guy if you want something really heavy lifted right here <laughs> <laughs> that's why it works it's a dream team it's a dream team we have brain and bronze okay um, uh, yeah, so um, yeah, it's just when you mentioned Blockbuster, it was like, fuck man, there will be people who have never been to like a Friday night going, let's pick, let's pick out some films for the weekend. Now, that, that movie came out uh, two years ago, or a year, uh, Captain Marvel. Yeah. You see Captain Marvel, she lands in a Blockbuster, and I was so excited for that one part to show my kids. I'm like, I'm like, this is this is what I'm always talking about. My kids are still like, okay, and they still were there. Blockbuster in that Marvel uh, movie. That yeah. Cool. So where does the um did you do like most people, did you do some some martial arts before uh you know MMA or Jiu Jitsu or, or was it just straight in? It was it was straight, no training into MMA. I'm, I I I played I played sports growing up. I, I wrestled for like a year and I dropped out of it. I played American I played a lot of American football. But I really didn't get in any fights. I'm not, I'm not really the kind of person to even get in fights. So when I saw the video, it was people were more like, "What are you doing?" And I was like, "I was like, I'm gonna go do a cage fight." They're like, "What?" They're like, you never even been in a fight. I'm like, "Well, we're gonna give it a shot." And then and it, I got armbarred in like under 40 seconds. So it happened how it's supposed to happen. Mm-hmm. But that's what got me addicted into it. But I never really had any. Uh, I I did do a, a couple uh, uh, boxing little like boxing smokers in high school that kids would do mm. and horrible those but i really didn't have any kind of fighting background and even to this day i really do, even though i like to post about fighting i'm usually joking mm. i don't like to fight i like to fight in a controlled area but i do like exposing people who like talk about fighting when i know they really don't know how to fight which is why mm. a lot of my posts do. it's yeah. more to get big people's minds and tell them well the reality is that i don't care how mad you get you really can't fight I don't yeah. care. That you're really not that strong to lift that up. You know, you won't. No matter how angry you are, upset you get, it's not going to give you two hours of cardio. It's just not mm-hmm. going to happen. And a lot of my posts, I, I'm joking around, but I, I kind of like spin it around for people to understand that you can talk tough, you can act tough, you can get angry, you can talk shit, 
you get in someone's face. Well, when the shit hits the fan, you won't have the strength, you won't have the cardio, and you won't have the fighting technique. So mm. it's I, I try to bring people back to that realism. You know what I mean? That that's um one of the best things that I you know I I can lose an hour on you know Facebook and it's like you know when you click on something and it's like a fight and then it just leads into more videos of people fighting who fucking can't fight for shit. And it's yeah. the best thing. It's loads of guys ripping their tops off and fucking come on and then they're like that fight breaks and they're punching like this. Dude, oh, what the fuck? Punch the <laughs> what the fuck? I have a theory where I tell people I always say like seven out of ten street fights end up in a grappling altercation. Doesn't yeah. mean they're gonna go on the ground, but someone's gonna grab something, they're gonna grab the shirt, they're gonna grab the hair. And people are like, oh, I think that statistics, you're skewing it because you like jujitsu, you like wrestling. So I tell people, go on YouTube and look at a, just put a one-on-one street fight. And yeah. that video, you'll see in the comments, we'll have another video. And then take the 10 of those fights and you'll see that out of those 10, seven, unless someone's going to get sucker punch or the guy's got some good hands and he knocks him out. Besides yeah. that, they're going to grab. They might not yeah. fall on the ground, but they're going to lock up. He's going to pull his hair. He's going to hold his shirt and punch. There's going to be some form of grab. So I tell people, if you can't grapple, you really can't fight. If, yeah. if, if you're looking to get a street fights. Now, if you're over the age of 18 and you're getting a street fights, you're a douchebag. Okay? Mm. But I'm just trying to explain that if you are getting in fights, that there is going to be grappling involved. I don't care who yeah. it is. Even against a good fighter, someone's going to slip. They're going to grab something. You're going you're gonna to lock up. You're going to get somebody in a headlock. Even if you have good punching technique. You still have to know how to clear the guy's hand and then strike out of it. So grappling is always going to be part of street fighting. It just it is what it is. Yeah, yeah, hundred um, percent. There's always, you know, there's always uh, you have to understand how to control a head or, you know, get who can clear something or you know just to con- even if you don't want to fight, you have to know how to control somebody to stop yeah. them hitting you. And like you know, but you know, like you say, if you're if you're, you know, a thirty year old man fighting. In a pub or a you know nightclub, you're a fucking idiot anyway. So, uh, you you maybe maybe you should get knocked out. I don't know, but uh, <laughs> but yeah. So, uh, yeah. So you so you've been training for twenty four years. So how how long have you been a, a black belt for now? I've been a black belt almost uh, close to five uh, five years now. I've been a black belt. I uh, I probably could have I could have got my black belt a lot earlier, but I enjoyed competing. A lot mm. at lower belts. I enjoyed competing a lot of blue, purple, and brown. So I wasn't really in a rush to get promoted. And my coaches knew that I, I wanted to make sure that once I got my belt, I was I had every I accomplished things mentally that I was trying to do. You know, I never won any world championships. I just only done like local jujitsu tournaments. But I wanted to make sure that I would compete at each belt. I wanted to make sure I was able to win, you know, at least first place at each belt. I wanted to make sure I could win an absolute at each belt. So these are things. And now I'm a black belt. I really don't compete that much anymore. I am going to compete again. I want to compete with, with all my kids. And that'll probably be the mm. last time I compete. I have two sons. And they're into jiu-jitsu. They're into wrestling. They're in football right now. But I want to do one tournament with the three of us. And then I'm probably going to be done with it. So That'd be, that'd be super cool. Yeah. Uh, but maybe be... someone really calls me out. So I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that'd, that'd... Oh, they called out. <laughs> yeah, it'd, be, it'd be cool to, to compete with the kids. That'd be pretty cool. And, yeah. It's, and then... It's, it's, uh, I just uh, and I don't care whether I win or lose. It's just I want to compete one time with my kids, so we got it on video, we got it on record that you know, you know, Daddy yeah, stepped up and did what he talked about. So yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, yeah. So so yeah, what is um, so what is your your take on the? So me and Ali are both um, 
quite new to jiu-jitsu. I've trained now four years. Ali trained kind of off and on before that. But what's your take on modern jiu-jitsu, like the like, you know the, you know the Danaher phenomenon? How how do you view all this stuff? I love modern jiu-jitsu. I've always felt my jiu-jitsu, even in the old days, was modern. Um, I have videos from the '90s where I was doing a lot of leg locks. I was mm. doing guard. I post them every once in a while. Uh, if you go, um, you'll see some old videos of me in the '90s, and we're going from 50-50 for leg locks. I'm getting inverted. I'm doing a lot of stuff. I just don't have fancy names that they have now. I would just, yeah, just yeah. throwing up, all getting upside down, or 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 like you know anything. Uh, what's the leg lock? Like the honey hole leg locks, all that stuff. Yeah, different. Yeah. I don't even know the, the, the yeah. names, but yeah. I, I, I've I have old names. Yeah. I show people like, look, I was doing this stuff in the nineties. I just mm. didn't, I didn't have any fancy names for them. I was just, I was yeah. just trying um, to, I was trying to break your leg and I didn't know, you know, I just, yeah, funny. I don't, uh, I don't, I don't, I'm terrible with names. I, was, I, you I, know, I love, I like, love the modern jujitsu. I, I still believe the old jujitsu is still great for self-defense. If you can hold someone down and grind them out and smash them, uh, you'll win the majority of uh, self-defense situations. Um, the new stuff. If if you go against someone who's doing new school jujitsu, you're using old school jujitsu. Most of the time, the new jujitsu is going to win. It just it's more fast paced. It's more advanced. The techniques have been studied more. The old stuff still wins. Don't get me wrong. But if you're going to get with a younger competitor, there's certain things you need to do. You know what I mean? If if he's doing yeah. the young game. He already understands your smashing. He already knows how to, you know how to get out of smash. He knows to work good deep half guard to get back out from under you. You know, even closing guard on someone for five minutes. But it also depends what jujitsu you're doing. Are you doing sports jujitsu? Are you doing for self defense? You know, it, it all comes to it, it's yeah. jujitsu so spread yeah. out now. Like sports jujitsu and self defense, yes, they're two different things. But in a street fight, they're both going to win. The sport, yeah. the guy who gets a bird is still going to kick your ass in a street fight. And the guy who does old school is still going to win straight because the average person doesn't understand what's going on. Yeah. The average person, well, that person we talked about who loses their temper and who thinks they're gonna, it doesn't matter. Sports jiu-jitsu guy, it doesn't matter. I would give a person who's been doing jiu-jitsu six months solid a 50-50% chance against anyone who doesn't train. Yeah. Now, we're, now we're different. It's different if they're an athlete, if they have a combat background. That's different. I'm not, you know. But if they're just the average thug, You've been doing jiu-jitsu for six months, solid, and you're understanding the technique, you'll fare well. Yeah. yeah it's it's interesting, interesting what you're saying there, Michael, because that's, as Chris said, I kind of trained on and off over the course of the last kind of seven or eight years, and I've been back serious now for kind of three years, like training, you know, consistently. But I started off under uh, an instructor that did um, Gracie Combatives, so going really old school, you know, the original kind of Helio into Hoist Gracie and Horion Gracie style. But it was designed to, as you say, hold someone down, control them. Very, very few submissions. It was all about protecting yourself from strikes, mm -hmm. protecting the other person from cracking their head open, you know, in street fights and, you know, maybe an arm bar and a triangle. And when I moved into the, the gym that I train at just now, there was a, a steep learning curve with, Jesus, this is fast paced compared to the way we trained. And it took me a good six, seven months to kind of almost unlearn that to do this style whilst having the, the kind of fundamentals of throwing up a triangle or this is closed guard, you know, as you say, you get kind of caught in the, the closed guard kind of mentality and holding people down so they can't punch you, but not really advancing or not throwing up subs. Oh yeah. It's, 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 it's crazy from how, how that's why I say they're both great for self-defense, 
But when you mix them both together, they're almost they're sometimes they're almost a different sport. They're almost alien. Mm. It's just you know, like if you're if you're if you're down on points, closed guard is not your best option. You know, you need open guard sweeps. You need lasso guard. You need half guard. There's a lot of stuff. You know, it's just you know, closed guard is if you, there's a guy twice my size and I need to lock up his arms to just control him from stop punching me to wear him out. So it's two different things. So it's yeah, I love both. I love old school. I love new school. So. Yeah, it's um, yeah, it's it's you know, it's quite funny because you know, there's there's still people round about us who who don't who kind of look down on you if you don't. I mean, we we both train. I mean, Ali, we both train gi and no gi. There's a lot of guys who who really look down on you if you don't train in the gi as much. Um, so do you are you a a, a gi guy and a no gi guy or are you? I'm both. I I try yeah. to do. I try to do equal each week. I, if yeah, I do, okay. I'm going to try and do three no gi. I try to get, and there is, there is a big difference. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe gi is great for self-defense because unless you're going to go fight at a nudist hall on me, uh, yeah. someone's going to have some kind of shirt on. But when it comes down to like in the gym, say you're having a, you know, it, it, it's different. It's different if you don't have the gi to grab. The mm-hmm. speed changes, the grips change. The submissions change. The, the, everything changes, but there is a big difference. And say you you want to become an MMA fighter, I would suggest doing the gi. I know a lot of people like to push the gi. If you're going to get in a MMA match or you're going to do a no-gi tournament, there's n- absolutely no reason to do the gi. There's, I, I, there's, those grips are going to be unavailable in your match. So why, why, why even bother with it? It, it makes no sense. Guys, I'm down on me. I love the gi, but... They don't make sense if you're doing no gi. If you like to do no gi, if that's what you enjoy, then do no mm-hmm. gi. There's the gi is just some people get stuck on these old sayings, the old feelings. And trust me, if you can handle somebody no gi, again, for a self-defense situation, you'll be fine if you don't train the gi. Yes, the gi will give you more advanced with the gripping, but it's yeah. not the end all be all. <clears throat> I like both. Yeah. The way um the way that I you know look at these things. So yeah, like you're saying, I, I try and do uh, equal amounts of sessions. I really I love no gi jiu-jitsu and you know leg locks and all this. I don't love gi jiu-jitsu, but you know I, you know I, I like it. I like I want to get better. But you know the way I look at these things is you know I'm you know I, it's a hobby. I'm not getting you know anybody. It's a hobby. You're, you're not getting paid for it. And if you like doing one thing and you don't like doing another thing. Just do the thing that you like. It's, it's supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be learning and just having fun. So, um, if you don't like it, then that, that's why a lot of people do get burnt out with certain parts of jujitsu. Mm. Some people go to different schools and they're like, "Man, this school—they're so heavily based on the gi, or this school won't do any gi." And that's—I'm like, go where you like. You know, some people yeah. they get caught up in school names or in styles. If you like doing gi, go find a heavily based gi school. If you like doing no gi. There's so many no-gi schools. There's, MMA schools have great no-gi uh, classes. Uh, mm. 10th Planet, there's a lot of, you know, um, submission-only schools. This, find what you like. Because if, you, if you're not in what you like, you might not realize it, but you, 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 it might be your door out. Like, man, we're going to do the gi again, or they're going to do no, they're just going to do leg lock. So find what you like. You know, nothing wrong with it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, so, yeah, there's, there's, um, there's, 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 there's so much um, kind of bullshit out there, but ultimately, as long as the sport is is improving and the standard is getting, you know, you know, in Scotland now, 
the standards getting quite good. There's some there's some good guys uh, over here now. You know, five years ago, probably even when I started, there wasn't. Now there is some, you know, real good uh, purple belt, some real good uh, Definitely, it's yeah. definitely up over there. It's a, all of Europe, all of you. I remember, so in 1999, I went to Greece on vacation, a family vacation, and I just had my last MMA fight, and I retired. Well, kind of retired. I was like, I had won the No Holds Bar amateur title, and I went to Greece, and I was on the beach with my friends and family. I was actually drinking at the time, and I saw a sign. It said pancreation and mm-hmm. pancreation is an ancient form of uh, fighting. It's where they say MMA started of jujitsu. They're saying all that stuff. I'm not just saying that because I'm Greek, but there's yeah. it's historically they're saying that's where it started. So I walked in there and I'm like, uh, and I saw them rolling around and I was like, but they had like this uh, blue pants on and like a gi top. It was, but there's no like slit in the middle. And I was like, I was like, uh, can I come back later and train? And they're like, and the guy was like, yeah, if you want to. And he's like, so I came back two hours later and I rolled around with the guys and they didn't really know. They, they knew basic, some basic lab. They didn't really know what was going on. Well, long story short, I ended up staying in Greece for eight months. <laughs> and I won the, uh, won the Greek championship. I won the European championship and I won the world championship in an eight month period. Really, but, but the level was very... Back then, it, the level was very low. I would fight karate guys. Uh, the jiu-jitsu guys were basically white belts. I fought guys from all over Europe. And it was, it was any of the guys that were grapplers were usually judo guys, wrestling. So mm-hmm. once we got to the ground, even if, no matter where I end up, I would always get a submission. But this was in 1999. Now, I went to Greece uh, three years ago. And jiu-jitsu has exploded there. Mm-hmm. And I know from that fact that it's exploded all over Europe. So I know it's definitely changed. And from what I'm yeah. reading, it's, 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 Europe is becoming like the next big thing with, with grappling and jiu-jitsu and MMA in general. It's becoming, I mean, you figure Conor McGregor, one of the greatest champions, you know, from Europe, you have great fighters that come out of Europe. So it's, it was bound to happen. Yeah. And that European mentality, I know how <clears throat> Europeans, you know, like to train, that I think it's just going to get bigger and bigger. You know. Yeah, 100%. I know, um, I know our, our professor, Dan, uh, he had been, he has a friend in Greece, um, I forget his name, who has a school, and Dan had said, he, he stopped in Greece, he lives in uh, Taiwan, so he stopped in Greece for a week to train and then came back to Scotland, and he, you know, he said he'd, he'd been training with a, a, high, a, a wrestler, a Greek wrestler who was also a, a purple belt. And he's like, the guy was a fucking nightmare, like an absolute nightmare. He was really, really, really good. Um, so, yeah, there's, there, you know, there's those guys here. But it's interesting. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you can do both, yeah, you, you, you're in a fucking world of problems. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's interesting because I, I believe, like, wrestling would have been wrestling that was, or, or some form of glarping was in the original Greek Olympics, right? Yes, so it was. Yeah. It was yeah. Well, they they say that before that was pancreation. That yeah. they, there's if you see the statue of the two naked guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I don't know why the Greeks insisted on fighting naked, but it's. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why we. Do that. I'm not into that. Yeah. But uh-huh. for some reason, back in the day, my forefathers loved to fight naked. But if you see that picture, he's wrestling with the guy and he's reaching back to punch him. So it's there's definitely yeah. there's historic. There's historic. 
you know, facts that, that MMA did start, you know, in by Mount Olympus. Uh, the Spartans, they did a lot of ground fighting. If you look at it, a lot of uh, pottery potter and stuff like that. But there's been wrestling all over Europe. It's been over Asia. It's It's been all over. But I like to say the Greeks kind of started MMA. Yeah, yeah, you might, you might as well take it. Yeah. But we'll, we'll also like to add, if you want to take the, the credit for that, we'll also have to say they also fought butt naked. Yes. Even I'm, a little bit. I get, I'm better for that, too. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> the good with the bad, right? Or, yeah, hey, some people might not think that's I'm not knocking it. I, I, 2020, <laughs> if you want to wrestle naked, do you, baby. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's quite funny. <laughs> now, all I can think about now is, is, is naked, oily Greek men wrestling. That's all I've got in my head now. So some, <laughs> somebody has to say something quickly. <laughs> we, we get made fun of enough in the grappling world for rolling with other men. So it's, uh, it's just, uh, I just Even just to take it away from naked, oily Greek men, there, there's a big history of it as well, because even in things like in the Bible, do you know what I mean? Like scenes of people wrestling in the Bible and, you know, Joshua wrestling and uh, presumably no gi at that time, maybe gi, who knows what they were wearing back then. But it's got a historical, and, and as you said, Mike, you know, that all across Europe, you know, Asia, even within Britain, certain areas had their own unique style of grappling, you know, like in the Highland Games in Scotland. There, there used to be a grappling, or, and there still quite often is a grappling competition. And you know, you go down into the north of England, they have like backhold wrestling, where it's like again, I, I'm going back to this now, but I've just realised as I started to talk, they wear like oiled up trousers and boots with a big massive belt <laughs> to grab onto. I'm starting yeah. to see a bit of a trend now. We're talking now about muscly guys getting oiled yeah. up and throwing each other around. Yeah, actually, and and can I just can I just say the, the grappling at the Highland Games in Scotland is not that fucking naked Greek shit. We no. wear we wear skirts. We yeah, wear skirts. Yeah, like real men. Yeah, super We wear colourful skirts. Yes, yes. lovely. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's, it's quite funny, you know. If you you know, if you leave two little kids alone, two little boys alone, they will end up wrestling. It's just they like uh, something that's uh, coded into us as uh, as. Men, can we still say that? Is it coded into men, or is it just coded into human beings? Are we allowed to, are we allowed to say that? <laughs> well, hey, I say all the time, men are under attack. It's universal. Yeah, yeah. Men are under attack. Uh, men talking about fighting is under attack. Men talking about their machismo is under attack. Uh, men trying to make other men tough is still it's it's under attack. Uh, I know people don't want to hear. People may say I'm chauvinist, but it's uh, it's I think fathers are attacked. I think men in general, I think manhood's attacked anymore. And I think it's gross. I think, uh, yeah. I mean, men are leaders. We're here to lead. We're here to protect women. We're, uh, yes, we're all equal, but we are, men and women are different. Believe it or not. We are built different. We are, our bodies are, we are thinking different. And we are here <laughs> to protect people who can't protect us. I don't, I, I don't yeah. shit get mad. It's just, it's, it's in our DNA. Yeah, you know, it's, you, you realize that from the moment a man is conceived in the womb, his nostrils are bigger than a female's. He can take more oxygen in. These, these are mm. scientific. These are scientific. I know everybody loves science now. These are scientific facts. We are just, we have denser bones. It's just, there's just different things that men, yeah. it's, just, it's just what they are. And I know people get mad at me, but it's just what it is. And men are under attack. They just are. It's just, yeah. it's yeah. You know, we've had these, uh, we know we've had these conversations um, with, with quite a few cool, uh, cool guys, you know, uh, Ryan Mickler, you know, there's, there's so many of these guys now, 
you know, really going after, you know, looking in men's groups and and trying to promote the fact that, you know, men still should be men. You know, you, you, you still should be, you know, you should be able to protect your family. You should be able to provide for them. We are, you know, in a, you know as you've said, you know, not trying to offend anybody, but, you know, men and women are fucking different. We just are. And we um, should ashamed of being of being proud to be a man it's just it's a, it's i don't know when this happened that it was that we were it was a bit it's a, like well you're supposed to you're supposed to apologize for being a man like yeah and I, it's, I, I, it's like with the phrase toxic masculinity they throw that about whereas it's actually more toxic to not be masculine as a man because then you say you can't fight you can't defend you can't protect you can't provide that yeah. to me is the toxic side of it not oh, not what not what certain areas in the mainstream media pitches the toxic masculinity of you know three white guys talking and talking about fighting oh my god toxic masculinity on show but no fuck it that's not that toxic um, one of of the things it's just we've got we've fallen into this place and i think it's only going to get worse honestly it's just uh it's just i think it's going to get to the point where you know i mean where you can't even say i'm a guy anymore it's going to be like Mm. i'm a person you know and there's no i'm a guy I'm a guy. I'm different than you. I'm a guy, you know. Yeah. And if you don't feel you're a guy, and that's your problem, you know. But I'm I had, a guy. Um, I had this, I had this, uh, you know, this conversation with a girl that I know knew. I don't really like her anymore. But um, she was, you know, getting onto this. You know, men and women are equal. I said, well, no, we're equal in terms of society. Okay, so we are equal. We have equal standard in society. We're not equal, like genetically. She was getting really, you know, men think they do all the great stuff, the best stuff in the world. Stop, 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 stop. Women make babies in their body. This is, you know, you do the coolest stuff, (laughs) really. You make the people. But don't say we're equal, because, we, you know, we're fucking, we're we're just not equal within society, but we're not the same thing. As you've already said, men and women are very very you know to be to be a man now is just to be it's a fucking terrible thing to be you're you're you, you feel like um you should apologize like yeah. you know that's the way that you, you i'm not you, apologizing I'm not apologizing. no no no, no neither am i neither am i, I absolutely absolutely not and the more you push me that way the more i'm gonna stay say the exact opposite shit it just it's it, it's not right and i know a lot of guys they're afraid to speak up some guys are just doing it because some guys are just trying to get laid <laughs> Let's be honest. That's what they're trying to do. Yeah. They, they try to go with. They try to go easy with it. They try not to. They try not to. You know, stir shit up. But it's just. You know, it's it, one of the things. One, one of the, I could never have a baby. I could never have it. It just. Why? Well, because yeah. it's not physically possible. But even if I could, I wouldn't have a baby. Because that sounds fucking horrible. Yeah. For nine months, I can't do shit. That sounds horrible. Yeah. Let's be honest. Yeah. I'm glad I yeah. can have a baby. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, and, and one of the things that I've said before. And um, you know, people say, you know, it's it's okay to be, you know, it's okay to be, you know, have mental health issues, and it's okay to be, well, you know, whatever it is nowadays. Is this is you know, people want to say that they have all sorts of these crazy eye things. You know, okay, so it's cool. Like I said, if you have, if you have, you know, if you think you're, if you think you're a man, the woman's body, or or whatever, you genuinely think that. Okay, yeah, it's okay to do that. It's also okay to eat fucking steaks, punch things really hard. Climb hills and deadlift. It's still okay to do that shit, as far as I'm concerned. Um, I have nothing nothing against someone. If you believe you're a genetically born man, you believe you're a female, Mm. go do you, boo-boo. That's fine. I have nothing against that. And if you want to 
But if you want to compete in sports, yeah. And then if if you're a genetically born male and then jump into the female division, I'm against that. And I'll speak yeah. out against that. And if you're taking steroids to change the physique of your of your genetics to be like the other one, it's still cheating. It's I don't care yeah. if you're a man and you're taking you're taking steroids to make your body more female that it makes it equal. It still doesn't make it equal. It's yep. still a different body. Like we said, the nostrils, the different body parts. You still have that stuff you were born with. So I think it's 100%. Now, I, I spoke to a, uh, a person uh, a while ago, and they did a uh, – it was a, a transgender uh, tournament. And and she, they went from male to female. And I respect – I'll call her female if they want to be called female. But she was okay. She spoke with the people before, and they were fine with her competing with her, knowing that she was a man before. And I'm okay mm-hmm. with that. But if you go to tournaments – yeah. And one, you're undisclosing it, mm. and two, they're allowing it. I mean, it's it is what it is. It's not fair. It's cheating. It's hundred uh, percent. I read something. Somebody sent me this article about the Olympics. That if you read in like the uh, in the fine print now, that you can't even that like they're gonna make it where it's okay now, where you can jump, you can go from the male to the female. Um, yeah. Who's the guy that the the famous sports guy, the Kardashian? Oh, Bruce uh, Jenner. Tell me that if you look at his, I gotta go look. I don't know if this is true, but someone told me that if you look up his records now, that that's that they've changed some stuff on it that that, that shouldn't be changed because he changed his. Uh, yeah, his, yeah. And somebody, somebody told me he never even he never cut off his. Uh, no. His dick. That's it. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's fair. At least if you're gonna change it, you better. You better yeah. go all the way and chop you, that you, fucker you, off you, if you're gonna. You, you, you better be, you better be all in. No, yeah. you know. Please don't ever chop your dick off. Whoever's listening to this, no, don't ever do don't, that. Don't, that's, <laughs> a terrible, that's, that's a terrible idea. That's a terrible <laughs> idea. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, if if it goes down that route where you can change your 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 gender uh, and compete in the Olympics, women will never win anything ever again. Yeah. Plain and simple. It's not. It's it's not fair. And you see, the, there's there's all these you know, there's people are doing it now. There's all these people turning it down. Yeah. And I know that people love saying, well, they're taking steroids to make themselves more female. It's it's fine. You can shrink down to a a, a little raisin. You're still gonna have the mentality of a man up here. We think mm. different than females. We just do. And especially when it comes to combating, combatives, yeah. we're, we're 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 cavemen. You know. Yeah. You know, we'll do stuff that it just you know. Yeah. Talking about Bruce Jenner, and obviously he was a world and I believe the Olympic decathlon champion yeah. back yeah. in the years. You know, he was an absolute stud athlete. Yeah. If if he transitioned back then, <laughs> do you know what I mean? It would it, the female records would have been destroyed for the next yeah, yeah. time. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. just guys can you do see, things. Usain Bolt. Usain Bolt could come back to the next Olympic and call his call himself something else and say he's a woman and win gold. Well, some, yeah. ah, I cannot. Like, easily. Yeah. It's dumb. It's so stupid. And women would never get a chance to break their wrists. So, so, and, and you know what? Why not have an individual uh, category? Why not have the men's Olympics, the women's group, you know, and, and have a transgender? Why oh, not I, have? I would, I would, I would be, I'm 100% for that. Like I said, yeah. there's some people who believe they were born a female. If you believe that, or you believe, go do the, go do the, go do the one in the middle. Hmm. Yeah. Why, why do you, ha- you know, why do yeah. you just have another, have I'm a, not have watching, a... it's probably going to be boring as shit, but go do it. I support it. Yeah. 
there was a kid in the NCAA's a couple of years ago. He was a sprinter out of, I think it was like Florida Atlantic. It was somewhere down in the ACC neck of the woods. And um, he was ranked as the 412th male collegiate sprinter. Transitioned in the off-season. I know what you're you're talking about, yeah. Two-time NCAA women's champion over the 400 metres. (laughs) How shocking. That's shocking. I can't believe that happened. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, But here's the thing. It's like, where does it stop now? So what if someone identifies, what if one of these weirdo child molesters identifies as a child and wants to go compete in a child tournament? So it's it's not going to stop. This is just the entry. This is the little door to get you in. It's like, what's... Well, I believe I should compete in the in the elderly division. You know, it's a, it, I'm telling you, it's a little door that they're opening up that's going to lead to somewhere else. I could guarantee you right now, if I entered the world jiu-jitsu competition in the you know the ten to eleven year old age bracket, I would fuck everybody up. Awesome! <laughs> awesome! I would be the world champion. <laughs> I'm telling you, we're joking about it, but you never know. It's it might not go that bad, but that's that's where this shit. That's where it starts branching out. There. It gets fucking nuts. Yeah, it really does. It really does. Um, yeah, let's hope. Let's hope it doesn't get there. But yeah, it's um, yeah, we're living it. We're living a, a crazy world. Um, we're living a crazy world. But you know, thank God we have we have uh, Instagram pages like yours. Uh, which is wh- when did you when did your your Instagram get you know because it's quite big now. You know, it's quite it's getting quite big, crazy. Um, so the truth is, I don't use the Instagram that much. I use Facebook. Okay. So I, whatever I put on Facebook, I just share it to Instagram. I usually okay. do everything. I should pay. I always say I should pay more attention to Instagram. People are like, hey, man, I message you on Instagram. And I'm like, I got to do better with it. Because whatever I post on Facebook, I just put it on Instagram. It's not like mm-hmm. I, I really don't have time to make. Like when I make my posts, they're just like 30 second thoughts. Yeah. And then I go check it later on that day. You know, I don't really like yeah. it. And then, then I, sometimes I'm like, oh, shit, there's a shit storm of people are mad at me or, or I'm misspelling <laughs> that everyone's like, Hey, you spelled the wrong, you know, just, just crazy shit. So I gotta be a little, but Instagram, I, I started the, I think I started both pages about, I think I started Facebook like a year before Instagram and that took off, but I started these pages cause I travel, I do construction, I travel a lot for work mm. and I started the page strictly. So people would see me at gyms and I'd be like, Hey, I'm working in Chicago this week. And people would see like, Oh, come train with us. That's the only reason why I never, I never, I was never doing it to influence people, to follow people. And then somebody stood me up one time at the gym and I posted it on there. And I'm like, oh, I hate people that fucking stand you up. I'm waiting outside the gym. And a bunch of people shared a very personal thing I wrote to someone. And then I, I got mad about something else and I wrote it. And then people started sharing it and the page started blowing up from there. And it just, but the page was made so I could find gym. It had nothing to do with trying to influence people, trying yeah. to, influence, it just became what it is, what it is. And I realized I enjoy egging. I really enjoy egging on people that don't work out, (laughs) but that like to talk about working out or people that talk, talk tough. Like a lot of parents who say they're willing to die for their children. I'm like, are you really, you know, or people say, you know, man, if somebody touched my children, I would do this. Or if somebody ever did this to my mom, I would do this. So I like egging those people on. Yeah. That's, you know, that's, you know, we kind of went full circle here, but that, that, that stuff is hilarious when, you know, people when people have these ideas, you know, I would do this or I would do that, and you go, listen, uh, you know, uh, and I think it's a Tim Kennedy quote, but it's like, you know, if you ever, if the moment comes where you ever have to fight for your life and you haven't trained for that moment, you're not doing anything. Like, I think people have these, un- you know, if you see an average person, 
an average mum or an average dad who's out of shape, has kids, and say, you know, if anything happens to my kid, I would fuck them up. And you go, okay, go. I mean, do they have 30 seconds in them? Probably not. <laughs> Probably don't have 30 they seconds. Even go. When it actually came down to they wouldn't even go. They would yeah. find every reason to back out of that go. Yeah. Which yeah. is where they lie with their injuries. Where when people tell me their injuries, I know half the time they're lying. Oh, my back hurts. It's this. It's that. If I had the time, it's it's all bullshit. Because people, it's just it's it's just it's just some people are just they they've been raised a lazy way. They're, it's the mentality how they've been raised. Mm-hmm. And some people it's hard to get out of it. So I try to like I try to poke them a little bit out of that mentality. Yeah. Yeah. Some people I get. Some people get pissed at me. It's, I don't um, the, the you know I I could tell you right now I am. 35, 36 later this year. And every morning I wake up, something fucking hurts. And I go and fucking train anyway, because I'm not a bitch. <laughs> would you trade the world? Would you trade would you rather wake up fresh? No. 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 Weird. Who wants I don't know to... what that is. Because you know, because you know that I might be sore right now, but if shit went down, yeah. I got my back. Yeah. The RB is to be able to get your own back. Yeah. The, I mean, how are you going to get other people's back if you can't get your own back? That's what I tell people. How are you going to protect your kids, your mom, your wife, your girlfriend, your whatever, if you can't get your own back? So get yeah. your own. I tell people, start with yourself first. I know it sounds selfish. Get yourself ready. Get yourself healthy. Don't worry about other people's health. Get your strength together. Get your fighting skills together. Get your cardio together. Put yourself first, and then you'll end up helping other people. It's, and, yeah. and people are like, oh, that's selfish. Oh, uh-uh, no, it's not. Get yourself no. ready first, and then you can help other people. What do they say in an airplane? If if they lose oxygen, what do they say about the mask? They say put yeah. your mask on first, then help the person beside you. Yeah, hundred percent. It was um. Got to help yourself first. You can't help anyone else. Hundred percent. You know when I when I found that out for real was I I'll be honest I got very lazy because Scotland locked down because of coronavirus for about five months, and I just got <laughs> super lazy because the gym was shut and it was easy to just not go to the gym and I kind of let it slide, you know. I thought I was keeping in shape and I, I was paying lip service to it. I'll hold my hand up to it. I was totally paying lip service to it for a few months. And I came back into the gym and Chris had been training for a couple of months before me. And the first session back, I got fucking bitched. Like, I just, <laughs> and, and at one point I was literally, I, I didn't have the energy to defend myself properly. I was literally just in turtle. Going like, I'm just going to try and stay in turtle for the next three minutes till the buzzer goes because I literally cannot do anything. And that's with two or three years worth of knowledge of how to do stuff. But yeah. my tank had just dropped so low that, I mean, Chris is laughing because he knows. Mad, <laughs> mad, I'm just going to have a stroll. But if I yeah. had a stroll, it would have been destroyed at that point because I was just totally gassed. I had no energy. I couldn't defend myself properly. And it was embarrassing. Do you know what I mean? It was embarrassing. Even though it was friends and it was mates and you take a bit of a ribbon. But I, I walked out of the gym that day going, fuck, I need to get myself back in shape super because it's humbling. You need those humbling ass kickings. And I, yeah. like, people, you, need, you need those days where you leave the gym. If you don't have at least once a week with jiu-jitsu or any kind of boxing, MMA, whatever you do, you should leave it once a week where you're driving home, you put the music down and you're like, man, is this for me? You know, you, you mm. should think about quitting training once a week. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Or if you're not, you're not, you're not, you're, or you're not training hard enough. You're not training with the right partners, or you're just doing the bare minimum to get by. If you don't think every week, where you're like so frustrated, you're just like, man, fuck this. You know, it's that's it's that fuck this that makes you get better. It's just yeah. that you wake up the next day, you're like, oh, it's not that bad. Let me go back at it. 
it's, mm. it's, but you need once a week where you're like, maybe this isn't the sport for me. You, yeah. That's how you know yeah. you're training. Yeah, I, I mean, I, it happens to me. Certainly every time I have ever run a marathon or, or competed a triathlon, Every time at some point I went, fuck this, I'm finishing this, and that's me done. I'm not doing any of this. this is not why the fuck would anybody do this shit? And then once you finish, okay, okay, what's next? What can I do next? And uh, you know, it, it happens regularly when I'm out, I'm gonna run tomorrow morning. And uh, you know, at some point you you know, I, you know, taking some hells and stuff, and at some point you go, Fuck this. Why am I doing this? I don't have to do this, but you still go back because you you know it's that I don't know what happens. I don't know what happens to certain, you know, certain people. Obviously, you have it. You know, Ali has it. There's something in your head that will not allow you to quit to that. You know, you, you, even though you go, "This is shit. I fucking hate this. Fucking hate this," but you won't allow yourself to fucking be a bitch. You just like I can't. You, you know really Think is? about it. You know, deep down inside, what's on the other side of that? You know what happens. Yeah. To yeah. yeah. You know. No. What the bad parts of that is, you know that two days of no training becomes three days of no training, and how you feel. Mm. You know one week of no training, how you feel. You know a month of no training, how you feel like absolute shit, and you're embarrassed. Uh, you're embarrassed to look at yourself in the mirror. Just yeah. your body changing a little bit from not changing from training. You know, just breathing heavy. It's embarrassing Walk, walking up steps and breathing heavy around other people. You know, it's that little back in your head that if you don't push through, if you don't mm. suck it up, you know that it's even worse when you give up. Yeah. And guys, yeah. if people don't don't taste that defeat, that shittiness, that eating shit part of training, what dieting, when it comes to lifting weights, cardio, whatever, if you don't eat that shit part, you'll never know. And the thing is, if you yeah. eat a little bit of shit, you don't want to eat it again. You, you're, yeah. You'll do whatever it takes. You'll train injured. You'll train tired. You'll train when you can't. You'll cut corners. It, you'll do whatever it takes not to taste that shit again. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. Well, you, wonder, wonder what, how the flip of that happens. You know, when you see like. You know, like the biggest loser, where like people turn up on the show and they go, I, I just woke up one morning and I was 507 pounds. And there's like, <laughs> you didn't just wake up over, you know, at some point those XL trousers or XL pants get a bit tight. And then the two XL get a bit tight. And, it, you know, and as we've said, in our world, we'd be like, well, we need to, you know, make that train go backwards. But they just keep going and keep going. And it's that weird opposite yeah. mentality where they, they see people seem to just give up and go, well, I'm, I'm 400 pounds now, so I may as well be, or I'm 250 pounds, so I may as well be 500. What's the point? And it starts from a young age. A lot of people don't realize that it starts, it's passed down from parents. It's from, it's from not having a father in the home. It's from having neglect. It's from having bad, uh, bad tendencies reinforced. It's like, like, I lost my father at a young age mm. and I did a lot of fucked up shit because a lot of older dads, a lot of, Men were like, you know what? He lost his dad. Let it slide. Uh, he's fucking up now. You know, he's 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 getting into bad shit because his dad died. So we'll let it slide. Or instead of someone, you know what? Beat my ass right there and then. Let me know to my face. Hey, you're fucking up. Yeah, your dad died. That sucks. But guess what? Life goes on. You can't end mm -hmm. up like that. But a lot of people, it's we feel bad for people, especially when people when it comes to weight. When people struggle with their weight, we want to be nice to them. And I'm not saying you're supposed to make fun of someone for their weight, but let them know straight up. Hey, this and this is why this is going on. Mm. You've been reinforced with this positive that it's okay. It's okay to have a cheat day. If you're struggling with your weight, no, you should have a cheat. I love when, when people talk about diets and they're like, "Man, you know, I, I you know, I, what days can I cheat on my diet?" I'm like, "How about never? You cheat all your life. 
You cheated mm. for the last 20, 30 years. There's no more cheat days anymore. You know, it's, it's, it sounds tough. But if you're coming from a bad place, you got to do extreme stuff to get back to normal. Mm. Get back to healthy. And it's just it's from a young age, we have parents who are like, oh, if you did your homework, here's an extra brownie. Oh, if you did this, you can, you know, you can have an extra hour break. It's just, and we, from a young age, these bad influences are reinforced from people around us, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. It's, a, it's a big thing, isn't it, where, where food is used as a reward or in celebration, particularly in the West, you know, America and Britain, Scotland. As you say, you've done well, or you can have a wee treat. You know, you go out for your, your birthday, whatever everyone does, but it's, it's around food and revolves around that, associating food with the good times. Or if you or the emotional side of it, where you're feeling shit, oh, I'll treat myself to, you know, three bags of crisps and a, a chocolate bar or whatever. And just domino effect onwards, doesn't it? Yeah. It's, it's just, and it's, 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 it's from, a, it starts at a young age, man. It's, it's, believe it or not, this, it's, it's, I understand that there's obesity and genetics, but man, all that stuff can be curbed if it's if there's if there's good parent now there's there's that's why i said why a father's so important in the home a male even if you don't have a father a male a male father figure around a young man is very important you know it's just those things need reinforced you know yeah yeah you know 100 agree um you know and i've had these um you know conversations with people before and you know they're talking about weight and trying to overcomplicate it a little bit you go listen if you're in a calorie deficit you will lose weight. You have to be. Don't lie to yourself. Don't forget about the, you know, the, you know, the two biscuits you had. They didn't, you know, track. You know, be honest. And if you are in a calorie deficit, you will lose weight. If you're in a calorie surplus, you're going to become a big fat fuck. It's just true. If you do that, if you and, and it doesn't have to be much. If it's a hundred calories a day and you've been doing that for ten years, twenty years, thirty years. You will become a great big fat person, and that's you know I'm not saying that science is saying that. Do you know what I mean? It's one of those things where you go, okay, this is quite simple, really. Um, but yeah, the, you know, it's. Uh... Well, that's why a lot of people fail with their diets because a lot of people get started diets, and they're like, I didn't lose the weight I thought I was going to lose in 30 days, or I didn't lose. I'm like, diet is just like martial arts. It's just like weight training. It's just it's anything. It takes years, not months. Fuck months. It takes a good diet. I've been doing intermittent fasting and low carb for five years now. Mm. And it took me two years to get adjusted. And now I'm in my fifth year where it's automatic now. Mm. I eat every day at 12 o'clock. My last meal is at six. And I've been, I've been doing that religiously. I don't do any cheat days. I, I eat all low carb. It's just, but it took, it, it took years. I knew it was going to happen right away. And I struggled at the beginning. I'm like, oh, this and that. It just, it takes years. And now my diet might not work for you. You got to find a diet that also works, uh, works with your body. And then mm -hmm. you just, you just, you can't expect it. If you expect it in a month, uh, three months, four, it takes, diets take years to start working correctly, I believe. Mm -hmm. if people forget about the fact that it also took them years to get to the 300 pounds. Do you know yeah. what I mean? All oh, at high school, I weighed 160 and I was a stud running back or a stud in the wrestling team or, you know, a stud soccer player. Now I'm, you know, 40 years old and I'm 300 pounds. Oh, I'm going to lose it in a month. No. And, and that's why they quit because it's because there's there's all these false claims. People are selling all these these fat diets, you know. Even intermittent fasting, which I love, people do it and they lose a lot of weight real quick, and then they hit that wall. And as soon as they hit that wall, they're gone. As soon yeah. as they hit that wall, because everybody can lose a lot of weight real quick. You can lose five, ten pounds just by changing up your diet. You yeah. know? But it's when you hit that wall, and all of that after they hit the wall, they even they even they probably put on double the weight after that. Yeah. 
mentally this doesn't work this doesn't work because they forget that it took years to put that weight on it took it yeah it's it's just something that it's just and unless unfortunately unless you have a health scare a lot of guys over 30 they just they just won't get it you know yeah. unless you have or, or you keep watching my post and you get pissed off enough one or the <laughs> other gets you, so. everybody everybody watching you have to follow mr jesu uh, get, get ready to be get ready to be triggered <laughs> or, or inspired or inspired i think i inspire, aspire more people than it's yeah. led to believe uh i get a lot most of my messages are positive most people i usually get a mod message dads were like you know what fuck it i'm done yeah. i'm done you're right you're right you're right i have no excuse it's everything i've been yeah. saying that those that's the reason why honestly god if it wasn't if i didn't get messages like that I probably wouldn't even post anymore. I don't even care about posting anymore because yeah. I really don't use the page to, to, to meet gyms anymore. So I do because I enjoy getting a message from someone being like, you know what? You know, I had an hour after work. You know, I, I went to my I went to my basement. I did some push-ups, you know, I did, you know, and I'm like, that's awesome. I go and I tell people, let me know what you're doing next. I don't just tell people, hey, that's cool. I'm like, hey, let me know how you I tell everyone that messages me. Let, I have people, the people have been sending me monthly progresses from years now, how they're doing. I've seen actually mm -hmm. people that I'll never meet in my life all over the world. Who are like, and they'll show me pictures. Go, hey, I started watching your page. I was over down, down to ten pounds. Now I'm doing this. Now I've got a better job. Now I'm doing this. Now I'm doing better with my wife. I'm doing better with my kids. It's, it's just, it's, it's, it, it, it spreads out. Believe it or not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah, I think um, it was just uh, last week, Ali. It was um, our friend, uh, a real, real good brown belt in Scotland, Craig McIntosh. Shout out to Mop. He shared, he shared one of your posts, and uh, it was just funny, you know. Because we knew you were we were going to speak to you, and uh, you know he had he had shared something. I can't even remember what it was. It was something. It was it was really it was really funny. I remember laughing, and uh, you know he shared something on Facebook of yours, and um, so yeah, you you obviously you have a you know quite a a a global reach now. Um, you know when there's I suppose it's I suppose it's quite strange when you're in Youngstown, Ohio. Um, you know yeah, the most people think, uh, most people think I'm in California, yeah, or Florida, or or Brazil. You know so. When you're in Youngstown, Ohio, which is, you know, officially now the worst city in the world, and some Scottish guys are sharing your shit, it's got to be quite strange, you know what I mean? It's got to it be is, quite, like, is. holy shit, how did this happen? But, um, yeah. but yeah, uh, you know, it's, it's hilarious for us on the other side of that, speaking to fucking, you know, guys and guys in uh, all different parts of America and stuff. Um, so, yeah, uh, we're, we're, we're kind of about an hour now so yeah well one, uh, one thing i want to ask you mr jujitsu is yeah. <laughs> matt savage i believe according to my research you coined the phrase matt savage is that right i i can never say i coined something because i'm sure that internet said i did start matt savage but i i, I always like even the name mr jujitsu i didn't give myself that name my friends gave me that name because I would not stop talking about jujitsu in the 90s. <laughs> you know, not, oh, this is a cool name for Instagram. I'm not that cool or that smart to come up with the name Mr. Jiu-Jitsu. I don't want to use my own, I want to put Michael Mios as an Instagram page. I think it sounds kind of arrogant to use your own name on a sports page. I use Mr. Jiu-Jitsu and I'm glad people think it's funny or they, they like the way he's saying it. Some people call me Mr. JJ now, stuff like that. I think it's funny. So, But yeah. I don't take myself serious at all. I don't take... A lot of people think I take, take like myself dead serious. I don't. If if you mm. if you tell from talking to me, if you were to hang out with me in real life, you could see that I don't. 
I'm a, I, nah. I don't take players at all. Just put it like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How would you define? How would you define a Matt Savage then? Since you coined the phrase on the internet, well, I, I, someone that that's that's willing to go above and beyond, like someone who's willing to work a full time job, so it's time to train, you know, or a mother who had some deadbeat husband who has to raise her kids, who still has time to sit in her living room and do jump rope, to do push-ups, to do sit-ups, to better herself. You know, an elderly person that even though they're living by themselves, they may have lost their loved ones because of age. They're still going to go, go for a walk for one hour a day. That's a Matt Savage to me. It's someone mm. that goes a little above and beyond. It has, has nothing to do with accolades about belt, what belt color, what, where you're at in life, what, you know, those kind of things. It's just about making yourself better, than the average person when you're doing what the average person does too. If you can yeah. work nine to five, I can work out too. You can train with a broken arm or with an injury, and I find a way to work around it. That's a mad savage to me. Yeah. So it's funny you mentioned that. Just um, uh, you know, I have a friend who you know a girl from uh, from Perth in Scotland, and um, you know she had a uh, you know pretty average job, pretty shitty job. She had a young kid, and she took herself off to. I think it was Orkney, the Isle of Orkney, which is a, an, an island way off Scotland. And um, she spent five years becoming a dentist, you know, as a single mom. And then, you know, really loves now climbing, you know, hills, mountains. And you think, that's fucking crazy. A girl who had seen that she had a pretty bleak future and now it makes good money, loves climbing hills. You go, that's, that's, that's impressive. Genuinely impressive. Those, those are the, those are the stories that inspire me. Those are the stories yeah. I like. You know, I don't yeah. I don't care about the world champion athletes. It, it does nothing for me. I'm, I'm proud of them, but to me that to me that's that's the kind of person that's a hero I would look up to, a woman yeah. like that. You know, yeah. on her own she got her she got her degree. She did some other stuff. Those yeah. are those are the me personally. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, um, so yeah. We'll uh, we'll uh, sort of wind it down a little bit now uh, because we don't want to take up too much of your time. It's uh, it's uh, you know, and it's getting late here. It's getting late. It's getting in Scottish winter time. It's now getting dark really early, and it's now starting to get fucking cold, and it's getting bleak. And this is when <laughs> this know. is when no, this is when nobody sees Scotland as it really is. When it's yeah. we we call uh, you know the certain certain uh, weather conditions what we call uh, drich when it's just kind of miserable and kind of miserable, fucking yeah. horrible and shit so it's getting to that stage in in, in, in scotland now so um yeah, is always, uh, in case you're wondering it's what's on always like that oh yeah 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 youngster it's yeah. really humid yeah. in the winter that's the only thing so yeah but i mean, uh, I mean time humid, I've heard, uh, yeah apparently <laughs> apparently apparently it just rains shit in youngstown yeah. <laughs> I love my Youngstown people, but it's hundred percent. Yeah, I'm joking. If, I'm joking. If Kelly Patrick's listening to this, don't don't beat me up. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, man. Um, so yeah, thank you very much for your time. Um, it was a you know, a nice little conversation. Um, you know, yeah. whatever, whatever, in uh, whatever in Youngstown, I'll uh, I'll hit you up for a roll, definitely. Hey, person, thanks for having me on, guys. Worries, but yeah, Mr. Jiu Jitsu episode 44, done and dusted. Thanks very much. The Silly Goose Gang Podcast.